one of my notes at like 26 minutes, I was like, please just mute Mary. She's so hyper aware of all the noise she's making right now. Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is the Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down each episode of the 10-season show. This week, we're tackling Season 1, Episode 11, BYOB. Mary, what happened this week? Donna is in this episode, and she's throwing a party. Brenda invites Dylan, but he has other plans. He promises to hang out with her next weekend. Brenda doesn't want to go to the party alone, so she asks Brandon to come with her, not just drop her off. He begrudgingly agrees. At the party, Steve and a guy with brown hair are making margaritas and talking shit to Brandon about wanting a Coke instead. Steve offers Brandon a virgin margarita, but it isn't a virgin. When Brandon finds out, he's mad at first, but ends up loosening up and having a good time dancing with Fina Ferris. Cindy and Jim are going to Palm Springs for a company retreat next weekend. When Brenda shares this news with Kelly and Donna, they decide to throw another party. All Brenda has to do is convince Brandon. At the company retreat, Jim and Cindy meet Trudy and Bob, a couple from Texas with a little bit more than new friendships on their mind. The otherwise nice vacation is interrupted by a shocking phone call late in the middle of the night. Dun dun dun. What could possibly happen in this episode? Okay, seriously, the very first thing I wrote in all caps was, Donna is throwing a party. I said big party tonight at Donna's. (laughs) I was so excited that Donna's doing something. She's doing something. She has lines. She's got a house. She apparently throws parties. We are just in it for Donna. All here for Donna. All here for Donna. Oh, and she only wants A-listers. I mean, have you seen Donna around? No, it's because she's only with the A-listers, not with Steve. That's right. Or with David. Or Or with Brandon. Scott. Scott's an A-lister in my mind. She doesn't see Scott. Scott's literally invisible. (laughs) That's even more sad. I know, but it's kind of true. I also wrote, Dylan is definitely on the (laughs) A-list. Dylan. Oh, I mean, because she says, like, oh, can I invite someone? And they're like, we can always use more cute guys. That's true. And he does qualify as a cute guy. I mean, have you seen those little wrinkles on his forehead when he just gives the stare? Iconic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. And then, okay, so I guess the first thing that happens, well, obviously the party. Mm -hmm. And then it's mentioned to Brandon. He gets all cranky about it. Yeah, which, like, I don't totally get or care for like my first question was like why is he not invited but i guess if it's a-listers you don't invite the newspaper staff (laughs) maybe (laughs) and then you don't want an investigative reporter there (laughs) i mean he might have issues are they covering the party (laughs) i'm sorry where is the camera (laughs) yeah but yeah like the last time he went to a party he met marianne and got to have that super sexy date with the motorcycle in the hot tub right so it's like why wouldn't he want to go to a party he turns into like mom and he's like don't you get tired of all this beverly hills i actually said what are you mom hey yeah because everyone is so beverly hills you are beverly hills you live in beverly hills you've been here for at least eight or nine months we've (laughs) We still have no idea what time it is. Like, I just need them to be like, oh, man, the semester's over. I can't wait for Christmas break or, like, spring break or something. Give me an idea of where we are in time. It probably helps that it's in Los Angeles and, like, Beverly Hills where it never rains and Mm. also doesn't cool down. So they can just kind of get away with, like, 
being ubiquitous about the time. Yeah, because, I mean, reasonably, if it's, like, you know, a 20-episode season, you would want half of those episodes being in the spring semester. So, yeah. So, like, I'm inclined to think that we're still in the middle of November, but there's just no possible way. Not right. based on how many weeks have passed. True. And like, some- when did Christmas happen? Never. Yeah, or Thanksgiving. It's like sometimes Halloween. even the amount of weeks we pass in a single episode is like at least a month. Yeah, it was like three weeks last time. And yeah. this is at least two weeks. Right. Or I guess two weekends. Right, exactly. So, yeah. but <laughs> then we get more of David because like what they're talking about, Dylan, of like, oh yeah, you can always invite more cute guys. And he's like, did you hear her talk about a cute guy? Yeah, he automatically assumes that's him. I was in the hallway. It's, <laughs> who else could it be? There's 2,000 students at this, at this school. She must have been talking about me. Like, he is so obsessed with her. If he ever, like, obviously he does go to a party with her later, but, like, we see how that goes. If he ever ended up in a room alone with Kelly, like, I would fear for her skin. Right, because of his murder. Yeah, no, he is going to take her hair and wear it. But also the nose. I mean, he wants her nose. I would not be surprised if in a couple of seasons he gets plastic surgery and <gasps> is just like... He gets a new nose and saves his old nose. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to slowly turn into Kelly over the season. He's going to dye his hair blonde. He's going to get a nose job. <laughs> He's going to date Steve. <laughs> <laughs> he is obsessed with Steve. Right? It makes sense. It's all fitting <laughs> together. The silver psychopath strikes again. Oh, I forgot we called him the silver psychopath. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but you know who is a cute boy? Who? Dylan. Oh my god, he's so cute. <laughs> he's also definitely not a party guy. No, he's like, uh, I'd rather do anything other than party. Well, and he already had plans. And I was just like, you know, I know we talked about this a lot last time. But like, I am amazed at how mature these two are where like she invites him to a party and he's like oh i already have plans this weekend you know i don't suppose you want to go surfing with me and she's just like no i don't want to go surfing with you he's like well we'll hang out next weekend and there's no like well why won't you go to this party with me right well are you going to talk to boys at this party like there's nothing they're just like i'm gonna go do things with my friends you go do things with your friends if you have friends that surf that aren't (laughs) those valley guys yeah and they're just mature yeah, like, it feels very uncharacteristic of their age. Because yeah. I know when I was in high school, I would have never been like, wait. Like, I would have only been, like, su- super jealous and, like, like what are you doing? Yeah. Who are you going to be with? What time are you going to be home? You have to call me as soon as you get home. Like, yeah, no. and that's a character flaw of my own. Oh, but, absolutely. And I, I do think I grew out of it a little bit. But at 16, if I was like, oh, do you want to go to a party? And my boyfriend was like, no, I'm actually going to go surfing. And I was going to, I would be like. Well, I guess I surf now. Yeah, right? Like, like you'd assume their identity. Yeah. Like, 100%. Well, I don't go to parties anymore. I don't yeah. hang out with my friends. I only surf. No, aren't parties so overrated? Oh, my God. Did I say party? I meant surfboard. <laughs> yeah. Surfboard. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, that's just, that's not how I was. And, like, just Brenda, I just want to, like, applaud her. Put her in a little box. And just make sure she gets everything she ever needs. I just want to give her everything she ever needs. Yeah. She's got a stable boyfriend. Her brother sucks, sucks. but he drives her places. <laughs> True. For now. For now. Maybe one day she'll get a license. Maybe if she ever passes. 
it's six times the charm sure isn't it shouldn't it be like you know like when you're with a person for like six or seven years in some states it's common law (laughs) i feel like eventually it should be common law to just have your license like if you don't pass after six or seven years you should just (laughs) get it (laughs) you should just get it so terrifying i mean it'd be dangerous <laughs> that's but... not henry winkler that is henry winkler <laughs> yeah. she can do that more regularly <laughs> <laughs> henry winkler will be in danger <laughs> anyway she doesn't have her license so she has to be driven to the party yeah and so she convinced brandon to go to this party which like I don't know, it seems to take place really early in the night. Like, I know they make a comment about how mom stays up late waiting for them, but, like... Oh, yeah. Well, I guess they say they get back around, like, what, one thirty is when they leave? So it's not... I think so. ...horribly late, but my parents also would oh, not God. have stayed up until 2 o'clock in the morning. Also, I, my curfew when I was in high school, especially 16, was, like, 10. <laughs> oh. Maybe not 10, uh, but, no, like, it was no. early. Do you want to hear what my curfew was for oh, my about God. six months? Was it 6 p.m.? Yes. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yes. Oh my god. How I had to be home for dinner. It? What? Yep. You were bad. No, <laughs> I wasn't. Not at that point. <laughs> not, not yet. Then she met me. Oh no. <laughs> no, this was like okay, so this was after we met and this was after I had my license, but I think this was also like right after we broke my C D player, like the second day I had the car. Oh, God. Jammed a CD into it. Fuck, I think I blocked that out. <laughs> I blocked out everything past that. But yeah, no, after all of that, and then I got in a car accident, I had my license suspended for like six weeks, and then it was my parents suspended it. There was nothing legal about it. The judge oh. was just like, you make sure she doesn't drive, and my parents were like, so she's grounded for two months. That sounds good. Wow. Yeah, didn't Man. go well. Did not go well. And then I got ungrounded, and then my curfew was 6 p.m. <laughs> Including weekends. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Mean, mind you, I was in theater at the time. Oh, so, no. like, just theater practice would make me late for curfew. <gasps> wow. Yeah. What a life. Yeah. <laughs> like, six months after that, like, they realized they were being insane. Yeah. And then it went to midnight. Harsh. Oh, nice. Well, that's at least a good swing in the right direction, mm-hmm. right? Well, and midnight was only because I wasn't legally allowed to drive after midnight. Well, Because we were yeah, 18. Same. Which... I still did, and I still got a ticket for it. <laughs> so you were bad. I was on the way to bad. <laughs> I wasn't bad at 16. Well, regardless, Brenda and Brandon apparently didn't have a curfew, or at least it was just a suggestion. Well, Brandon was there, so mom and dad figured nothing can go wrong. That's right. He can't possibly do anything wrong, so they'll just be home when they're home. Mm-hmm. Well, and like I even have that thought of like, Oh, they mention, you know, oh, you know how Brandon is with drinking. And when he gets to the party, he's like, no, I'm not going to drink anything. I'm just going to have a Coke. You know, I have to drive home later. And, like, super responsible as a 16-year-old. Oh, yeah. I mean, I kind of had to give kudos for, like, his constitution there because he, Mm -hmm. he literally was just like, no, I don't want to. Yeah. And it was actually nice that Kelly was like, dude, no, it's fine if he doesn't drink. Like... I think Steve was the one pressuring him and that brown-haired guy. (laughs) They never say his name. Yeah, he's just Steve's brown-haired friend. Friend of Steve. Friend of Steve. And, yeah, Kelly, though, is the one that's just like, 
it's fine if he doesn't drink. Just give him a virgin one or a Coke or whatever it was. And I'm like, you know, for somebody who's had experience with somebody who abuses alcohol, Mm -hmm. that's nice that she's like trying to show other people like, hey, you don't have to drink to have a good time. But then there was the whole thing that she drinks. Or like no, as she, she sips. Said, yeah. <laughs> Which like, ugh. I was a little surprised at that and I was a little upset by it. And then later in that party where she and Steve are flirting and they mm-hmm. go upstairs and I was just like, Kelly. Do better. I'm just, I'm not mad. I'm just I'm, disappointed. I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah. It, it is kind of like a turn back or like a two steps forward you know, three steps back kind of thing, yeah. I think. But it's also, I think there are good parts, too. Because yeah. she accepts it. She doesn't really force Brenda to drink. She's just like, do you want to try it? Mm-hmm. And then she does. And then you don't really see Brenda drink at all the rest of the night. So it was like, there's yeah. no shame or judgment there except from Steve. Well, it's like she makes a comment later that she's on like her second margarita of the whole night, which mm-hmm. like as a 16 year old at a party like girl good on you yeah like i would have had like seven margaritas and then <laughs> fallen asleep after an hour <laughs> fallen yeah. asleep passed out you know i also I actually didn't like alcohol in high school so i probably yeah. wouldn't have had much to drink i might have had some of those like smear off ice oh girl you got iced <laughs> i iced myself <laughs> repeatedly iced oh no but no like i remember going to parties and like my friends would be taking shots and I was just like, I'm going to drink this one blueberry cooler because it tastes like juice, but I only want one. And it's carbonated juice. So it like, you know, it's bubbles. It's like a soda. It's like <laughs> yeah. a Sprite. Oh my God. It's like a blueberry Sprite. <laughs> That's oh, so funny. God. So that sounds so gross. But Ugh. it's kind of funny how they were like 16 year olds making all of these like cocktail, like fruity drinks or whatever. <laughs> Mango margaritas. I was actually a little upset there were no banana daiquiris. I know. that's what, Man, if there were <laughs> banana daiquiris at this party, you know Brenda would have had one. That would have been the best callback. If they so just happy. Like, put a banana daiquiri in front of her <laughs> on the bar and she was just like, what do you know? Yeah. <laughs> How do you know this is my drink? <laughs> Who told you? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Maybe the brown haired boy was like Jason's brother. If there had been a banana daiquiri, but since there wasn't, I don't think he's that guy's brother. (laughs) He's just random brown haired guy. (laughs) We should look if he's credited on IMDb. He might be. I think producer Mary will check it out. But yeah, and then like Brandon says he doesn't want to drink. And then Steve, who's the worst. Who is terrible. Decides, he's like, oh no, I'll make a virgin batch. And then he just doesn't pours yeah tequila in it and it was like brown tequila so it's not good yeah, it's bad like tequila. it's gonna taste terrible yeah and then he's like well he won't be able to taste it because i'm gonna pour in seven cups of sugar and i was just like this is the most disgusting thing i've ever heard of in my life well and it was like a teeny tiny cup too like mm. one of those like little baby ones it was so like the like... little fancy 90s ones where everyone had to have themed cups for all their parties yeah or it was like it almost made me think of like the little the tiny ones that you put champagne in you know like the little Oh, I'm describing it with my hands, but you can't see that, listeners. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, the little baby ones that you clinky. Yeah. It made me think of those. And I'm like, in what universe does A, enough of like a frozen uh, margarita fit in this with alcohol, with all the sugar, with the Like, it just didn't make sense. To be fair, you know, we did make the comment that 16 year olds are making these drinks. They're probably not following the (laughs) recommended, like, just put one shot of tequila in your drink. It's probably like 
turn it upside down until you think it's good. Yeah, until there's no more room to pour liquid into the cup. <laughs> yeah, and then when it tastes disgusting, drink it really fast and have another. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then Brandon drinks it and he's like, oh, this is pretty good. Like, Which it can't be that good. No, it even can't a lot, Even without good. alcohol. Mm-mm. No, because a, a virgin margarita is just sour mix and ice. Yeah, gross. Like, oh. Yeah, and so mango, the, we would have the mango in it too, and then you filled it with sugar, which like, that's gross. Very gross. Yeah, so Steve is the worst for basically dosing his friend and giving him alcohol. And then like the idea that he gives him the drink and Brandon's like, oh, you're sure this doesn't have alcohol in it? And he's like, well, it's just like the last one. Yeah. He's, knowing. He's so very obvious with it, too. Like, he doesn't even try to, like, hide that he's, like, lying. Yeah. He's like, well, it's just like the other one. Wink, 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 wink. Well, and yeah, then they start laughing, and then Brandon gets really upset by it, and they're just like, come on, man, I'm sorry. It was just a joke. Like, no, that's not a funny joke at all. Yeah. Like, that's... I would have been pissed, too. I would have been so mad. Yeah, I would And then, mad. like... Because not only is it, A, illegal, but to Brandon, it was something he specifically said, I do not want to do this. Well, and he trusted his friend. He knows he has to drive home. Yeah. All of this stuff. And then, you know, he ends up kind of making a scene about it, Mm -hmm. and everybody is staring at him, and he feels that pressure to just go along with it and ends up just drinking. And I I didn't like it. I didn't either. It, It just... I mean, it definitely depicts pretty accurate peer pressure, for mm-hmm. sure. But then also, it just really stinks that Brandon had to compromise what... He, he didn't have control of yeah. letting, like deciding whether or not he wanted to drink. He had Steve decide that for him and mm-hmm. then felt peer pressured to not be upset by it. Yeah. Which was just unfortunate. Yeah, no. It's a really good depiction of it. But yeah, it just made me uncomfortable mm-hmm. because... Like, yeah, I'm 29 and or 28. God, how old am <laughs> yeah, I? Yeah, don't discount yourself. <laughs> I'm a very mature 28. You <laughs> yeah. might call me 29. I'm practically 30. <laughs> but yeah, like, looking at it now, like, there's just no way that my friends would be like, come on, man, have a margarita. And if I didn't want one, like, I'm not going to have it. one. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're not going to dose me. They're not going to, like, yeah. sneak alcohol into a drink. Like, I'm also old enough to know what alcohol tastes like. True. But, like, yeah, no one's going to be like, come on, man. Like, Everybody no, if I know, if I, know yeah. I have to drive home, I'm not going to do it. Which also is what gets me is, like, Brandon knows that he has to drive him and Brenda home and he gives into peer pressure and keeps drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then it's like when he actually does have to drive them home, now it's not one of the situations where it's like he he had it without knowing but it was still not that much Mm -hmm. but now it's at the point where he deliberately chose to have more and is now choosing to drive them home yeah and that's it kind of upset me because like i guess you think of the idea that brenda trusts him Mm -hmm. and knows that he's not going to put her in danger but at the same time she got so mad at dylan last time for even pouring a drink yeah and this time she's just like well it's brandon like it's kind of that same dichotomy that we've talked about of brandon's the golden boy and as much as anybody wants to try and deny it or be upset about it they're just gonna let brandon do these things yeah and i I think and we find out in this episode too it kind of all comes to a crash and burn but Mm -hmm. like it was only ever going to be noticed or changed by Brandon because 
Cindy and Jim and even Brenda to some extent, everyone around him already has their mind made up. They already put this, you know, put Brandon on this pedestal where he he's going to be the good kid. He's going to be the smart guy. He's going to be the responsible one. If Brandon screws things up, it's on like he's going to have to be the one to do it because that's that's what's going to shatter the image. Mm -hmm. So, for example, in last episode, when he wasn't speaking up for Brenda, that's because he wasn't ready to shatter that illusion. He didn't want to side with somebody that made him look worse. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. Because, like, that's the thing is he's giving into peer pressure because everyone's staring at him and he doesn't want to be known as the guy that's going to bring the party down. Right. And be a super buzzkill. And, I don't know, it's, I thought all of it was really interesting because I didn't, the first time I watched it, I was really thinking, like, this isn't, on in character for Brandon like this doesn't seem like something Brandon would do and then as we're talking about it and the more I thought about it after I watched the episode I was like this is exactly what Brandon would do he's constantly feeling pressured by people and he doesn't want anybody to know that he's not what they expect yeah that he's flawed or he he's less than yeah 100% exactly or or at least he's less than 100% of what their perception of him is yeah that's fair yeah but yeah, so, I mean, I felt bad for Brandon, but then also didn't feel bad because of the choices that he made, he could have chosen differently if he yeah. really was this, like, golden boy, white knight guy. Well, and what I also kind of thought was interesting in this episode is, you know, after this first party, he drives himself and Brenda home, but you think back to the very first episode where they had a party and Steve's friends didn't let him drive. Right. Like, he was trashed, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like... You would think what we saw in the first episode, you'd think those same people were at this party and that there's, you know, some sort of responsibility in this group of friends of we can't let our friends drive drunk. Well, we know one person that's in common. Brenda. Brendan was at, Brenda. Brendan. <laughs> Brenda was at the first party. Brenda's at the second party. She was like you said, she was really mad when Dylan almost drank a sip mm-hmm. and said, you've got to drive us home. She knows Brandon drank. Not just that he was spiked, but then he continued to drink after. And then she didn't say a word about him driving home. Yeah. No, so it's it, like, what? I, I, <laughs> well, and she even sees him, like, when she's off talking and he's, like, dancing like a mad person with that girl in the elbow blue satin gloves. <laughs> yeah. Fema Ferris. That was Fema Ferris. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, she can already see he's acting you know without inhibitions like he's just doing whatever and then she's seeing kelly and steve like flirting and then going upstairs together and like i think it's interesting that she's seeing how you know kelly's saying oh i just take sips but she's acting differently and brandon you know who knows how many drinks he ended up having off screen but he's acting all this different but they're kelly and brandon so she doesn't do anything about them yeah it is really interesting how she's very it's kind of like in that um the twin study that they did how they were saying like she's very um uh open and intuitive um, intuitive Intuitive. but also that she was susceptible to like uh she was impressionable that was the word they used and so it's like she's very trusting of the two people closest to her currently at this party brandon and kelly so it's like She's like, they're not going to put me in danger. What they're saying is true. So I'm just going to blindly trust them, even though I know Kelly, you know, is drinking more mm-hmm. than she probably should be, is making decisions with Steve. And then Brandon's deciding to drive us home. So, you know, that's a little 
messy as well. Yeah. Assuming they still left at one thirty, like Brandon said they should, before he started drinking. You know, they get home. Mom is up, I don't know, reading the dictionary or something. <laughs> the encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> I just opened N. It's very interesting. <laughs> Have you heard any of these words? I learned five new words in just the last five minutes. I was just so absorbed in this book, I didn't hear you come in. Yeah, please. And Brenda made the rookiest mistake of all rookie mistakes. Literally the kiss of death. <laughs> she does it. She plants yeah. one right on her. No, as you don't get that close unless you have a breath mint or some gum, you have some perfume on, like... Amateur hour. I know. Come on, Brenda. But so, yeah, she, you know, kisses her mom on the cheek and mom's face just changes. <laughs> so dramatic. Yeah. And she like goes upstairs. She's like, Jim, 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 wake up. Jim, wake up. I smelled it. On, I, <laughs> she I, dealt it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, she like shakes him awake and she's like, I smelled alcohol on Brenda. And, you know, Jim tries to play it all cool so he doesn't upset her. And he's like, well, what about Brandon? And she goes, well, you know how Brandon feels about drinking. And, like. And then it's fine. Well, and that's, ugh, that I, you know, we apparently, we get some backstory later that at some point in Brandon's life he'd had alcohol at the lake and gotten yeah, drunk. Yeah, some backstory that we're not privy to that is. Until the very end of the episode. Yeah. But. Yeah, so she says, oh, you know how Brandon is about alcohol. And they just drop it. Like, there's no way that Brandon could have been drinking. And I think that's the part where Jim is like, oh, we'll talk to them in the morning. There's nothing. Like, they're home safe now. It's fine. And then he, like, turns over to go to sleep. And she goes to put the TV on. And he's just, like, staring. Yeah, like, like, wide awake. Oh, my God. What do I do? Which, I mean, I guess as a parent with underage kids i too would probably overreact that one of my kids like i smelled alcohol in their breath and i knew at least one of them drove home mm-hmm. i that would worry me because i'm thinking well what if the other kid was also drinking and they drove home because that's just dumb it's one thing to drink under age but it's another to drink and drive well but that's the thing is yeah you're thinking like i would think if i were yeah. a parent and they're just like well, Brandon wouldn't have done it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. See, my thing would go the other way. It's like I wouldn't assume the other didn't. I would assume, no, the other one drank and drove home. Yeah. And that's what would put them in trouble way more than just the underage drinking. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't, like, my parents would definitely have cared. But mm-hmm. I think they would have been more concerned about safety and, exactly like, breaking the law. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean. And potentially killing someone else. Killing yourself. Killing someone else. Mm-hmm. Anything. Yep. Um, and then I think what I thought was really interesting was, yeah, so the next morning, Brenda comes downstairs and Jim confronts her. And, like, immediately. Which, I mean, if he's got to go to work and, sure. you know, whatever. Well, I guess it might be the week. I don't know what day it is. Who knows? No we one never know. It is. It's always but, Friday in Beverly Hills. <laughs> but we have to assume that, like, you know, he probably stayed up all night thinking about this and stressing about this. And he confronts her and you know she says oh i had a margarita or whatever mm-hmm. and they you know talk to brandon but they never ask him if he felt any pressure to drink if he wanted to talk about it you know if there was anything that happened that made him uncomfortable or like you know anything they just assume that he's totally fine 
and they don't do anything to Brenda either. And I find it really interesting that these are just like not grounding parents. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, but it was also kind of like what we were just talking about, how Brandon doesn't want the illusion shattered. Mm -hmm. And because they didn't outright ask him if he drank, he didn't have to lie and say no. Well, and then he tells Brenda, like, thanks for covering for me, or you didn't tell them, or whatever he says. Exactly. And, like, he's just so relieved that they have no idea. Yep, because he, how dare he admit to fault. Yeah. Because I, it's that, like you said, it's a glass shattering. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know that he would be able to handle it if his parents thought he was less than. Because every time something's happened, like, I think it was, he got on the JV team instead of the varsity basketball team, like, they were just like, oh, but you still made the team. Right. Which we have not seen come up again. No, of course not. Like, whatever. I have a feeling we're not going to, but, you Probably know. Probably not. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, like we said, it's always Friday in Beverly Hills. So we mm-hmm. skip ahead to next Friday where our mom and dad are going on the corporate retreat. And I guess this is the first time Brenda tells Donna and Kelly that her mom smelled alcohol on her breath. Yeah. It like took a whole week, which granted, <laughs> like okay because it's always friday so whatever but yeah the fact that it took so long yeah that was really interesting yeah i was just like do you guys just not talk like i I do truly picture like if the camera is not on them the (laughs) you know writers are just not thinking about it like they're just like okay um brenda doesn't exist for four days they're like reverse toy story (laughs) <laughs> it's like when the cameras are on them, they animate and they talk and they interact. But then when the camera's off them, they just freeze <laughs> and become dolls. <laughs> like, no, that's like, it's exactly what it is. They just, they're nothing. And as soon as she says her parents are going out of town, they're like, oh, so when should we come by? Yeah, it's How like party, 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 party. We can do a party. I want to do a party. Let's do a party. Your house is free. And it's all, well, we just have to convince Brandon. Yeah, which was easier than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um... So I expected it to be like a hard no, like this isn't happening, and he would like take measures to stop it. But no, no. it happens. Although I will say I did notice a continuity error while she's trying to convince him about the party because yeah. she makes those two little frozen meals, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, do you want disgusting thing one or disgusting thing two? Right. And he asks, "How about disgusting thing three? A bologna sandwich?" Yeah, gross. Yeah, and so they just leave the frozen meals on the counter, and then he goes to pull all the stuff out, and he pulls like six slices of bread out of the bag and then the camera switches directions and he pulls more bread out of the bag he's eating a mondo sandwich or that's just bad editing that was the thing it switches back over and there's only like four slices of bread now Hmm. and i was just like where's the rest of the bread dude (laughs) yeah nice find what what you doing that's a good find i hope i didn't make that up i'm pretty sure i I don't think you would i mean that's pretty don't think you would (laughs) we don't need more content I can't really confirm that that's correct because I was distracted by the fact that Brandon wants to put lettuce on a bologna sandwich. <laughs> oh, no. I told you. Disgusting thing number three. He is just, he's going rogue. <laughs> so anyway, the party does happen. Tons of people show up. Yeah, they were like, oh, well, we can bring 25 people. And then Kelly invites another high school. Yeah, she invites like 10 times that. Yeah. It's literally like 250 people. Which, every time they throw a party, I look at everybody coming in, and I'm just like, how old are all of these people? (laughs) Since it's 1990, I have no 
concept of how old people are because like Brenda just owns a ton of suit jackets. Yeah, and like her outfit was great, but her hair her was hair was mess. awful. It was like she tried to like curl it, but then just left a bird's nest on her yeah, forehead. She like fell asleep in the curler, <laughs> yeah. so it kind of went flat, but like still stayed up on her head because it was so full of hairspray. And she was like, "I exactly. can fix this." Yeah, she just like. Poof. I'm going to bump it up and then lay it flat. <laughs> yeah, no, it was not a good hairstyle. It was hairstyle. so bad. Oh, but we, we've gotten ahead of ourselves because they have the second party and David, again, thinks that they're talking about him. He's like, oh, yeah. I have got to get to this party. That's right. Like, he's like, I wasn't on the A-list last time. I'm going to be on the A-list this time. And Scott, ever-loving Scott, is just like, sir... Yeah, dude, that's not you. <laughs> it's like, please don't make me do this. Yeah, he's just like reality checking all day. I don't go. And then they end up at the party anyway. But not only them, mm-hmm. Brandon invites Andrea. Oh, yeah, that's right. A pity invite, but still an invite. But see, when they started talking and she was like, oh, I got this, you know, these tickets to a comedy show. It's supposed to be really funny. Do you want to go with me? And then they get like that really awkward interaction where he's like, oh, I'm having a party and I was going to invite you to that. And they're like, we could stop by. Yeah, like they said it at the same time. It was so, what is with Brandon and having weird married couple like interactions? Well, so that was the thing is I started looking at it and I was like, is this supposed to be flirting? Yeah, is it like a, like kind of like a meet cute, but like not because they know each other? It's like they've, just realized since she took the glasses off and the ponytail oh, down a couple of episodes ago, you know, we haven't really seen her since then interacting with Brandon. True. But he's seen a different side of her now. Oh, God. It just took him a couple episodes to process that she's actually a girl. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, but. But she's my editor. Her name is Andrea. Or is it Andrea? She wears glasses. Sometimes. I went on a date with Marianne. She was hot. But Andrea? Is she a girl? I don't know. I got to go to <laughs> basketball practice. Yeah. But you know who also shows up? Dylan. Dylan looking so cute. And I love that he like goes up to Brenda and he's like, oh, what are we doing this weekend? You know, we had said last weekend that we weren't going to hang out, but this weekend we are. And she was like, I'm throwing a party, and I know you're not a party guy. And he's like, but we said we'd hang out. That's and right. Goes. God, what a good guy. He's such a good guy. He's very supportive. So supportive. Of, like, what she wants to do with him, but also independently. Mm-hmm. And he's true to his word. I know he stood her up at the movies last time. But, but that was It was kind of out of his control. Yeah. But man. Well, and that's what gets me is, yeah, like he tells her, I'm not a party guy, but I told you we'd hang out and you're throwing a party and I want to hang out with you. Like, ugh. So I just got chills a little bit. (laughs) He's so sweet. He's so sweet. Ugh. But also what happens? Brandon starts drinking willingly. Oh, he starts drinking the grossest stuff. And I guess at this point, like, you know, we have all these signs and conversations and whatnot that brandon doesn't drink because he had some bad experience or you know how he feels about alcohol right so i mean that kind of concerns me but at the same time i'm like well he's at his house like we're not in danger of him driving drunk or so i thought so we thought 
So I was like, I guess that's fine. What did worry me was this party seems a lot different than Donna's party and everyone is drinking like this. And right. I was like, where are they going to go? Like, yeah. do they all have DDs? What's going to happen here? And that's where I got nervous because I didn't read the synopsis or anything. So I was like, I don't know what's, I can, something bad is going to happen at the party, but I don't know what. And involving who? Exactly. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it was like more of a rager than just like a small, like it, at Donna's, it was like literally maybe 25 people, like yeah, they said. They and, listers. Yeah. And they were just kind of chilling and slow dancing at one point. I think I remember that. That I was think weird. So. Yeah. That yeah. Because Brandon right. had his little girl of the week. Um, we never see again. What's uh, they were like slow dancing to like weird off-brand Billy Joel. I remember writing <laughs> oh, that in yeah. somewhere. Right. But then in this party, it's like bass bumping, like loud music, like just rager, handles everywhere, just like cups everywhere. Things get broken. But the, the Undabella, what is that? The fertility <laughs> vase of the Undabella <laughs> tribe. The Undabella tribe. <laughs> Doesn't that mean anything to you? No. no. <laughs> And see, I'm thinking this is like the 10 things I hate about you party again. Oh, yes. Where he's like, I'm just going to have the academic team or whatever he has. And then they like break the windows coming <laughs> yeah. in with a keg. And then while they're having this party that is like a total rager, mom calls mm-hmm. and has no idea. The idea that she's not like, what is happening? And they're like, oh, it's the music. And she's like, no, it sounds like 70 people are in my house. Right. And like Brenda didn't even like plug one of her ears, like the opposite ear, whatever she had the phone She on. didn't like try and get somebody to stall while she ran upstairs to another extension. Or like went know- to a bathroom. Yeah. Well, they they recorded phones. I don't know if it could have reached the bathroom. It might have. That's a long ass cord. But yeah, she like closes the slotted door. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> That won't do anything. You accomplished nothing. <laughs> uh, so do we want to talk about mom and dad now, or do we want to talk about the party? I don't want to talk about mom and dad at all. Because <laughs> it's just gross. But I guess we can get it out of the way. I mean, I just have, like, a few little tidbits. That's fine. Like, when they, first of all, again, I don't really want to see it, but I love that their relationship has just bounced back. Like, they were I just like... Too. We're getting a head start on our corporate retreat. And, and they like, have do not disturb signs, right? Oh, God. I, I do love mom is in the hotel and she's like, they gave us robes and toiletries. <laughs> yeah. like, mom. Have you ever been to a hotel? Apparently not. <laughs> and then they have the adjoining door with, um, what are the people from Tennessee? Trudy and Bob. And I think they're from Texas. Texas, Texas that's right. They're like caricatures of Texas people. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, oh, like, and I tried to look up, like, if those two people had been any and anything else notable. And the guy, um, Doug, was Bob? that his name? Bob? Bob. Whatever. <laughs> I already forgot. I mean, they're gone after this. He was in, oh, gosh, I already forgot. Um, oh, I think he was in a few episodes of Full House, but I don't remember his character. It was, like, Mr. Tr- Strobridge or something like that. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. To yeah, me, and I, it's like his face was familiar, so I know if I saw him in Full House, I'd like recognize it. He may have been the like showrunner of Uncle Joey's Woodchuck Show. Okay, that could have been it, that could maybe. Have been a thing. But then she, 
she did a lot of stuff in like the 80s and 90s but not a ton since then it really i think i was thinking tennessee because she seems like a knockoff dolly party oh certainly yes. yeah yeah yeah. or yeah. like somebody from nashville like she had that vibe for yeah. sure but the idea that they have adjoining rooms with these people and that door doesn't work like if i found out that lock was broken i wouldn't just have the hotel up to fix it i'd be like no you give me another room yeah and that's and they do that like that's not out of the question to ask for a new room if yeah you have a malfunction. No, that's like a privacy concern exactly but yeah, no, they get barged in by Trudy and Judy or whatever their names <laughs> are. Close enough. Um, yeah, because they show up later that night with a cheese plate and a bottle of champagne that Bob does not know how to open. Like, I have opened some bottles of champagne and that has never <laughs> happened to me before. Yeah. I will say that happened once, but it was like a pressure thing. It was at a hotel and I like had taken the top like wiry piece mm-hmm. off of it like i hadn't popped it yet and it popped itself oh wow because so much had like built up inside of it but that was not my fault that's a like, this was bob's fault. hazard oh it was terrifying <laughs> like i'm already nervous enough when he goes Ugh. but so i i always do it with the towel but yeah anyway sense. not the point i'm better at this than bob bob sucks <laughs> bob's also really creepy like they're he just, both creepy they're creepy like she's too much yes and she's he just like stands there and doesn't really say anything and then he's just like y'all want some champagne oh yeah you know what when you said that it made me think of the snl skit with taryn killam making fun of the blizzard apocalypse in georgia <laughs> he's like that fine dixie champagne <laughs> <laughs> anyway yes bob is creepy yeah and so you know basically all we need to know about mom and dad are mom and dad don't know how to be in a hotel Bob and not Bob are creepy. Trudy. Bob and Job. (laughs) Trudy and Judy. Bob and Job. But yeah, they're creepy. Mom and dad can't have five minutes alone to bone. Or be in the hot tub. Yeah. First of all, Jim was like all hair out at the hot tub. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Too much. Too much. But then they show up in like, First of all, they don't make enough of an effort to exit and leave. Like, if I were them, we're all grown people. Just say, like, you want to spend some time alone. Yeah. No, the idea that Cindy is like, we can't be mean. I feel like you are not going to see these people until yeah. the corporate retreat next year. And frankly, fine. You're not entitled to anyone here. Yeah. They just invited themselves out to L.A. after meeting you four hours ago. These are clearly the only other people in the hotel. Because Clearly. you see no one else in any background scenes. We had night tennis players at one point, but yet no <laughs> one at this hotel. We can't have any other hotel people. <laughs> but yeah, and they drop their robes and are Ugh. fully naked. Which, you know, I have never met swingers. I'd be curious to hear how this actually happens. If any of our listeners are adventurous and swingers, or I don't, might be called something different at this point. We'll stick with adventurous. I think that's called slingers. <laughs> that's what those commercials are about (laughs) no but like i feel like that was not enough lead up oh totally i mean they're one day and they're like creepy ish but like how could they possibly have gotten the vibe from jim and cindy that they'd be into that why would anyone want that with jim and cindy well really just jim because i feel like cindy's probably all right but Trudy seems so into it, though, and yeah. it's disturbing. Well, and Bob is, too. Like, and he just, just, like, wiggles his Cindy. eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. No. Blech. Blech. God, could you imagine 
So much hair with Trudy and Jim. Blah. Blah, indeed. Blah. Let's move on, shall we? I regret everything I I just said. I knew you would. (laughs) So, yeah. Back to the party that mom did not hear. Yes. And she, like, Brenda was acting super weird on the phone, and mom just hangs up and is just like, they're having a nice time. Yeah. (laughs) Brenda's like, oh, yeah, no, we just invited, and Donna, turn the music down. Like, it's so I gotta go, bye. (laughs) And then Cindy's all, they sound like they're having fun. Like, (laughs) so not perceptive no but, you know whatever. not even a little bit but yeah so we get back to the party and dylan has shown up and he's just looking all cool and mm-hmm. wonderful and brandon is hammered hammered and brenda's like oh my god you need to you know get your act together because the cops are here which like i get why she's turning to brandon because he's supposed to be golden boy but yeah like you cannot let him out there no 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 yeah definitely not because that would have made it way worse and he's insisting on like going don't have a cow man yeah like i was just like i'm sorry like i know the simpsons had just come out when this happened but i was just like brandon no (laughs) no just stop Stop it brandon doesn't have time to watch cartoons right he's got a job and the paper and that history class yes that one class and he's got like three classes sure at least maybe Spanish, history, maybe math. <laughs> if the kids took math back then, cursive writing, did they? No, I heard they took that out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, he doesn't have time for cartoons. But yeah, he's no. just like hammered and like kind of understanding the trouble they're in. But luckily, Dylan is there and Dylan goes out with Brenda. Okay, and when he, well, like, whatever he says is fine, but, like, did you notice at one point when he, like, scooted over in front yeah, of the door? Yeah, because everyone like, was sticking out the door, like, well, there's cops here? And he just, just like, like, puts his arm nobody's off. Nobody's inside this house. <laughs> like, Dylan clearly has had to, like, A, talk to cops, B, like, distract people. Like, it was just, <laughs> it made me laugh out loud, and the show has not done that this month, that much so far. Oh, so good. So that little subtle moment just Oh, it made me giggle. Oh, yeah, because then he, like, calls her his cousin. He's like, yeah, cuz, you were right. We should turn the music down. And I was like, oh, my God. These cops would not believe a single thing you said. No. Like, there are clearly drunk children inside your house. And it's so freaking loud. Like, it's not just the music. There's 250 people in there. Yeah. It's people. Like, I just, ugh. I know they only got called for a noise complaint, but, like, come on. Yeah. I mean, if it was that loud, like, they probably would have, like... They would have been like, you guys should probably call it a night. Yeah. Everybody needs to leave. And then they would, like, post up down the street and just be like, I know you're not driving. Exactly. But no, none of that happens. No. But Dylan comes to the rescue. He also can't try... Well, attempts to come to the rescue for Brandon, because once they go back inside, they kind of, like, try to be like, dude you almost just got shut down by the cops like you should probably stop yeah like let me make you some coffee yes and then brandon tries to be funny being like it's too late for coffee no <laughs> i'll be tired <laughs> yeah and he kind of does that though again showing his support for brenda because she's clearly stressed out and he's like like you're really affecting brenda here yeah like, like i can help brenda with this so i'm gonna do it and brandon's my friend like he's just being such like, adorable he's such a good guy uh adorable oh something else that happens at the party that i wrote down there's a weird like almost baby bird pretzel exchange i, know. <laughs> I did that it was like 
Oh, God, where was it? So did that boy just pass a girl a pretzel with his mouth and she ate it? <laughs> yeah, like, like, I would have just been like, no, you keep that. <laughs> you, that I'll get another one. <laughs> I would have just like pushed it back into his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's not cute. That's disgusting. It was like a weird take on that game where you put an orange between your chin and your chest and like oh, you, and you pass, like, pass it. it. It's like a weird take on that by just biting a pretzel and passing it on. And it wasn't like a soft pretzel. It was like one of the well, little was, like, Yeah, golds. it was the tiny one. And that's what got me of just like, stop Ew. it. And what is the point? That's, I think he, she just wanted a pretzel. I'm and not going to use like, my hands. Watch this. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> I want to kiss her. Yeah. Uh, but then she was just like, no, I want the pretzel. No, I want the pretzel, not you. Not <laughs> I said, face. will you hand me a pretzel? <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. Hand. Huh? Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Can you mouth me a pretzel? <laughs> I'm going to say that to John when I get home. Just, Can you mouth me that cheese? You know, I'm really <laughs> feeling pretzels right now. Hey, can you mouth me a pretzel? <laughs> no, and then so we get past... The, the pretzel, pretzel passing. <laughs> pretzel passing. And Scott and David show up. They're there. They made it. I know. And poor little Scott is so stressed. And he's just like, great. Another place for people to make fun of me. I know. He's like, we see all these people at school. Now they get to not see me here. <laughs> so cute. And then he also wants to just get home and watch his scary movies. I know. I want to watch scary movies with little Scott. Would you pass a pretzel to him? No. I wouldn't pass a pretzel to anyone. <laughs> no, I would eat the pretzel yeah. and then I would hand him one with you, my hand. I told you I'm hungry. <laughs> but I also, I learned something I didn't know before because David is staring at Kelly. Yes. And he says, Kelly's as hot as Christy Brinkley. And Scott says, well, you're no Billy Joel. Right. I didn't. I was like, okay. I had to look up the reference. And so then I found out they were married. But then I had to stop and think like. But what does he mean? Because I don't think Billy Joel's attractive. And That's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, Chrissy Brinkley is certifiably one of the most attractive people on the planet. Yeah. Billy Joel, I would not say the same. No, and I I mean, he's incredibly talented. Oh, certainly, but that has no bearing on his looks. Yeah, I guess because they're married? Yeah, I but would like, think so. I would have picked a hot couple. Yeah, like, I know there was no Brangelina back then. No, but, but Brad Pitt was dating people. Yeah, in the 90s? Yeah. I don't know, but I think that was just Scott just burning David. Yeah, being I mean, savage. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> you have no looks and no talent, and no one will like you. Yeah. Everyone is not talking about you all the time. People are not looking at me, but they're also not looking at you. <laughs> I would have loved if Scott just, like, turned to people and, like, excuse me, what's this guy's name? Yeah, and do you know him? Like, Who? Yeah. What? I, I've never seen that guy in my life. <laughs> do you go to our high school? He doesn't even go here. He doesn't even go here. <laughs> he just has a lot of feelings. Well, and while he's looking at Kelly, Kelly's like, or Steve is trying to hook up with Kelly again. And get her plastered. Yep. And Kelly's is, like, no, I don't want that. Or you. Yeah, because she sips. She doesn't drink. That's right. But this time she hasn't sipped as much as she sipped last week. Right. And, yeah. She doesn't want uh steve what is his nickname spoiled slut spoiled slut to go bang because he is being a spoiled slut he's being a slut he's literally carrying around like a blender cup thing what is yeah a called? pitcher thank you <laughs> <laughs> blender cup he's carrying it around you have one of those i know but to be fair i have a magic bullet so 
It's not real. <laughs> but yeah, like you have one of them. <laughs> you have a picture too. Oh yeah, Stevie makes me tea. That's right, I do. What was I thinking? Well, yeah. So then Kelly just opens herself up to being murdered by walking over to oh, David yeah. and just being like, "Do you want to dance? You want to dance, don't you?" Boom. And he's like, "Oh my god." And he had just said he hated that song. Mm. And Kelly's like, you want to dance? I love this song. And he's like, me too. Well, and then she's like, you're a pretty good dancer. And I was like, I'm like, how? No, he's not. Like, this is terrible. I think he just immediately stomps on her foot after she says that. He's just flailing. I wrote, if that's David being good at dancing, what is bad? Like, "Uh, has she seen me? I must be fantastic. Exactly. Oh, gosh. Like, I feel like this party just had everything everything like i'm going back through my notes and like there's all of that and then andrea shows up and like she you know it's kind of a little turned off by brandon drinking but like not noticeably like, i think she just kind of accepted like oh we've never really hung out outside of like school related events so i didn't know this side of you but let's go dance yeah i think she was just more surprised than anything else yeah she was just kind of going i think she was going with it because she likes him that's what we're we led can, to believe. Yeah, yeah, we can we can surmise that based on her behavior, and also I think he, she just liked the attention, probably mm, too. Probably the fact that he was like super psyched that she showed up. Yeah, and then he kisses her, which like I got a little like <gasps> at mm-hmm. first, like I was just like gasp, oh my god, what is gonna happen? But then after she reacted and she was just like, "You're drunk," and you yeah. kissed me, and then she leaves, and I was just like. Yeah, no, that was the right move. Right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, I'm glad she didn't, like, give in. Like, it was, again, showing how women can be independent and not have to worry about what a man thinks. So she's like, what? No, this is not how the, a kiss between us is supposed to be. Bye. Yeah, like, she was just like, I'm not going to be a part of this because you're not being you and mm-hmm. this isn't the you I like. Exactly. What's so that? good on her. It's like, uh, I don't remember what season it is with Gilmore Girls, but after Rory's at uh yale and it might be after she steals the boat and i just always remember that uh uh luke's nephew jess thank you jess jess not jess Jess. Jess. no 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 (laughs) like jess jess comes back and she's like acting like a yale party girl and i just remember there's one scene where he just goes this isn't you i know you why did you drop out of yale why did you drop out of yale the first time i've heard yale as two syllables Yale. <laughs> this like, isn't you. I know you. I know you better than anyone. We used to make fun of guys like this. Sorry, I can go on. <laughs> no, but that's exactly it. Like, that is what I expected Andre to be like, this isn't you. Yeah. You're on the JV basketball team. <laughs> yeah. You don't drink. You're, we make fun of these people. You're a shoddy newspaper reporter. <laughs> I do all the reporting. <laughs> yeah. I wish she would have reacted like that. It would have been a wake-up call. I loved it. Ugh. But yeah. she doesn't do that. And no, he just she... drinks more. Ugh. And then they run out of everything. Every, apparently everything all at once. Which, like, <laughs> I feel like that's a sign, like, that never Maybe happens. You, you never run out of vodka and soda at the same time. You run out of one right. or the other. Exactly. And at that point, you're like, okay. Shots. <laughs> well, I was going to say call it a night. <laughs> <laughs> you know one or the other yeah sure yeah 
But yeah, they they take Caitlin's way of doing things, <laughs> and they decide they are going to split the party, and Brandon's getting. Sorry. And Brandon's going to go to the store and get more juice. And Oh, yeah, just juice. Just juice. No, he has to get juice and munchies. Oh, right, right. Munchies and mixes. And then Steve's going to go steal alcohol from his house. Right. Which, like, kind of blows my mind that they live that close to each other. Oh, good Because he says, like, we'll be back in 15 minutes or something like that. And then you can't get anywhere in 15 minutes in L.A., so. Like, next door. Sure. Around the corner. Yeah. Shouldn't hmm. have had to drive. Interesting. But yeah. And then they just leave Brandon alone. And Brenda's freaking out. And she and Dylan are outside. And they see him just, like, peel off. Dude, he was, like, racing. Which, like, you wouldn't think that... What's his car's name? Walter? Mondale. Mondale. I mean, first name Walter, last name Mondale. I got halfway there. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You would think Mondale can't do that. Right. But he's, like, whipping around, blasting the music, because... Everyone in this family blasts music when they have obvious emotions. Yes. And he weaves in and out of traffic. Like, he's just hauling. And, like, I was not ready. Oh, no. I had no idea that was coming. Yeah. And, like, I literally, like, I was writing, like, Brandon stopped, drah, and then he crashed. And I never finished the sentence because I was just, like, Oh, my God. Yeah, he nails that dude. Like, he, T-bones, like, he crazy. T-bones him. Like, I backed it up to see if he was wearing a seatbelt, and I was just like... Oh, nice. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he's wearing a seatbelt. Like, you saw, kind of, if you looked, like, the other driver was technically still sitting upright, so I was like, okay, so, like, he's not slumped over. Right. But then, yeah, you think of, like, it doesn't look like those cars had airbags, and they're spinning out, and they had this huge collision, and, like, he has to have been going, like, 45, 50 at least. Oh, easily. Because he was, you know... Weaving in and out of traffic, changing lanes, like, well, speeding past like, cars. Yeah, he was, like, drifting through the turns. Right. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hmm Fast and the Furious all over this piece. And it's like Tokyo Drift, L.A. style. <laughs> <laughs> the first movie was in L.A. We could just call it Fast and the Furious. <laughs> well, Tokyo Drift sounded better. <laughs> it did. It worked better. All right. They do drift a lot in that movie. <laughs> they do. It's in the name. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, like this like insane thing and then just cut back to mom and dad yeah there was no resolution like it was almost like i wonder if it was a commercial break when it aired oh i bet it was yeah because then it's like cliffhanger Mm -hmm. and then when you come back it's like what no what happened to brandon which like i am totally imagining because i did this later in like the early 2000s when i would watch shows is it would go to commercial and like, we had a cordless, so I didn't have to run anywhere, but I'd, like, immediately dial my friend's phone, and we'd, like, pick up the phone, and we'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, did you just see what happened on 7th Heaven? Oh, God. Yeah, it was 7th Heaven, Like, when Simon got in trouble? Probably. Yeah. I think it was, like, when Simon wanted to have sex, and he went to tell his parents with his 17-year-old girlfriend that was, I think, played by Ashley Simpson. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. She yeah. was. Yeah. And I, Pre-Ryan like, Cabrera. Yeah. And I, like, we would call my friend, and then she was, like, two seconds ahead of me in the, like, TV stream, so she'd be like, oh, my God, it's back, and then we hang up. <laughs> and then we watch the rest of it. And then we call again. And then we hang out. That and sounds fun. It was great. <laughs> I wish it was something less embarrassing than Seventh Heaven. Well, you know, the, at the time, it really was a good show. Like, I watched the crap out of that show. Oh, yeah. I'm really glad that you remembered names of characters because I didn't. Oh, was the girl. dog named Happy? It was. That's all I got. <laughs> 
You know Jessica Biel's character, Mary. Well, no, I know Jessica Biel was in it. I don't oh, know her character. She name. was everything to me. Mary and Lucy and Ruthie, right? Yes, yes. girl. Her brother's Ruthie. Matt. Matt and then Simon. Yeah. And then the, remember the twins? I just remember when oh, Simon the twins. like that was paint the seven. something. Yes. And y'all remember, I know you remember when Mary got in trouble for vandalizing the gym. Yeah, because isn't that like right before she leaves the show? No, no, she was on the show a little while longer. She left it for college, though, right? Like, that sort was of. her... Well, sort of, because she got in with the bad crowd, which was um, real-life couple. I don't know why I know this, but <laughs> Kyler Lee and Nathan West, I think. And the reason I know that is because Kyler Lee was Lexi Gray in Grey's Anatomy and is Alex Danvers in Supergirl. What? <laughs> So I know a lot. I've just been like owned that. in my pop culture references. <laughs> yes. But anyway, whatever yeah. we were talking about. So we about. cut to mom and dad who are awake at two o'clock in the morning and exceeding all of my expectations. They were like in a conversation. It's not yeah. like they were like, you know, falling asleep. They were like talking. They were awake. I think they were probably traumatized by Trudy and Judy. <laughs> they were I awake think you mean- and giggling about how kinky they were. That's right. He said, or she said the word kinky or something. And they giggled. Ugh. And then the phone rings. Dun, dun, dun. And they're like, who could it be at this hour? It's Brenda. Mm-hmm. And Brenda, like, I just, oh, I got really upset because she calls them. She tells them that Brandon was in an accident. And you see her using the payphone, but you can't see what kind of a building she's in. So you don't know if it's a hospital or not. Yes, totally. And then she's apologizing to them. And they're like, why what happened where is brandon and then it pans over and you see the police officers and it's just like <gasps> he's in jail he's dun, in the dun, slammer dun. and then we perhaps get one of the best scenes in television the view from alcatraz <laughs> oh my god it was so dramatic literally it felt like nelson mandela like in a jail cell yeah. jail cell i can't ever say I've... jail jail cell jail, jail cell <laughs> Jail cell. No, Jail it's like, cell. It's been like a couple hours, like four or five right? hours, and he's sitting there like, I've been in this prison for 45 years. He comes out, he's Shawshank. Like, <laughs> he's got prison tats. <laughs> he's got like a shank in his pants. Like He's like ripped off one of his sleeves and tied it around his head like a bandana. He's like, sup, mom? <laughs> yes, yeah, sup, mom? <laughs> The most real unrealistic thing about that, though, is the fact that they let him have a blanket in his cell. I know. Ooh. No, I was sitting there the whole time like, wouldn't he just be in a holding cell? Like, yeah, he was drunk driving. They probably arrested him for a DUI, but like, that's like drunk tank stuff. Like, just throw him in a holding cell. Don't put him through a whole processing reason of full-on cell. He looked like he was in solitary. Like, yeah. it didn't look like bars. It looked like a solid steel door. And yeah. he was, like, the light streaming in through the window. Like, My reflecting. life is over. <laughs> no, I almost kind of wish he had been in, like, a cell with more people in it so that there could be, like, some big, scary stereotype just, like, even just sleeping next to him and him being like, huh, yeah, like scared uh, out of his uh, mind. Uh, what yeah. have I done with my life? Hundred percent. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, but yeah, so so dramatic. He's got that one little bruise under his eye, and there's one on his jaw, and he's got like a wrap around his wrist. Like it's not even that big. No. And they like get him out of jail, and they're just like, well, let's go home. And huh. I can't with these parents. 
we got to get the full family back together before we start talking about how shitty Jim and Cindy are. Well, but even at the thing, at the cell, when they're just like, we'll talk about this when we get, you know, like, well, but that's are you the thing. okay? Because, yeah, they're just like, we'll talk about this when we get home. And he's like, oh, so I guess you guys know about the party. And then they just like, a dark cloud comes over. What party? Yeah, it's like thunder rolls, lightning strikes, party. And then, yeah, they get home and Brenda's cleaning up and they're like, this place looks like a pigsty. Which, I'm going to be honest, Brenda probably had more time to clean than that. Like, it wouldn't have looked... Actually, it might have looked that bad and just been worse before, but she's, True. like, cleaning up, I guess, fruit punch or, or something. a wine stain or something. I originally thought wine stain, but I was like, there is no way that these kids brought wine to yeah, a party. It's fruit true. punch. Yeah. And they just start yelling at her. They're like, that stain is not going to come out. They rip into Brenda. Yeah, they were yelling at Brenda for a party, but they're not going to yell at Brandon for driving drunk, Which- breaking the law getting arrested, totaling his car, probably totaling that other guy's car, almost definitely causing that guy physical damage. Right. Which I guess at this point, they didn't realize that he was drunk driving, just that he got into an accident. Because at this point, they didn't know there was a party. But they have to know because... Yeah, Brenda told them on the phone that he got arrested for drunk driving. Oh, that's okay. I was going to say, because he got arrested, and you don't just get arrested for an accident. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But that's what gets me is like, they are just all over brenda and brandon is standing there and like yeah he might be hungover and he just had to sleep it off in a jail cell and whatever but like no you agreed to this party you got drunk at this party too you were privy to all of it and you're just gonna let her take it oh yeah he just stands there and then when he finally says something he lies to them and says that the night before was the first night he'd been drinking yeah so it's like Kind of a two-parter because, like, yeah, he kind of owns up to at least his little bit of part in it. Like, a little bit of the part that he played in it. But then he claims that that was the first time that he's drank since that lake incident or whatever. It's like Mm. he's lying. Yeah. Well, and, like, yeah, they just, like, oh, it's okay, son. And then he, like, you know, goes to work on his bike. And, you know, I guess I'm just taking my bike to work and school from now on. And, like... Honestly, I don't understand. These are clearly yelling type parents, Mm -hmm. but they're just never grounding their kids. Well, and they don't yell for the right reasons. No, they yelled about a fruit punch stain, not about their kid driving drunk. Literally endangering another life, his own, like you said, totaling a car, drinking when he doesn't drink. I I, I just, well, having a party is not illegal. No, it's stupid. Yeah, Grounded but it's for not illegal. Two weeks. Drunk driving is illegal. If he was like well, in his twenties, it could have ruined his career. It's a sign of a bigger problem, and the idea that he's lying about it, and you know, again, he lied, so they don't know. But it's not the first time he's done it mm-hmm. because he did it last week, and he might not have been hammered, but he was still in any way inebriated. Right. And Brenda calls him out on it. Oh like, yeah. He goes outside to work on his bike, and she's just like. What the hell? Yeah, she's like, dude, what? You didn't say, like, yeah, you said something, but you didn't say everything. Yeah, and she says, like, you told them last night was the first, or, yeah, last night was the first time that you had drank. Like, she, she's great because she just calls him out on his bullshit. And, you know, there's not really too much she can do because I guess there's still that, like, sibling loyalty that she's not going to go inside and say anything. Yeah, but it's not returned. No, it's not. He has let her take the fall several times. Yep. 
And somehow in that conversation where she's calling him out, he somehow gets mad. He's like, well, I'm the one that's not going to be have a car. I'm going to have to take my bike to work. I literally got a DUI. I'd spend the night in jail. Do you know what jail's like? It sucks. Dude, you have no right to get pissed. You made these choices. You, yes, you did all of it. These are your choices. Brenda was the one who had the party. Sure, she did not force alcohol down your throat. She did not force you to get behind the wheel of a car. And she did not force you to, like, make all these choices to now be put in this situation that you're in. Yeah, but that's the problem is that he spent so much time being this golden boy that I don't think it occurs to him that he can be at fault for any of this. Oh, yeah. He just looks to place blame on someone else or deflect blame to someone else so that he, again, doesn't have that illusion shattered. Which just... Oh, it pisses me off. It and makes then, me so mad. Yeah, and he just, like, goes on about his day. Like, he goes to the peach pit and just goes to work. Yeah, like nothing ever happened. Which I love that Dylan just, like, appears in the he back. He just shows up. <laughs> it's just like, this show, like, if you changed the music on this show and did a super cut, everyone's a serial killer. <laughs> totally. They come Everyone in from the shadows. They just appear. <laughs> they creep hard. But yeah, so he comes in. He's asking... Brandon, you know, how everything's going and Brandon just like kind of blows up and it's just like, I wish I could go out and get drunk right now just to show my parents I can. God, what an idiot. Like, mm. thank God he has people in his life like Brenda and Dylan. Because yeah, Dylan's like, I know just the place. Always the voice of reason. Always. Always. And like, I just, oh, I loved it when he takes him kind of thought it was really funny that they go to the high school yeah like, like of all places they had that one set for the day yeah so. they were just like well this one's already here so we'll just do this exactly but yeah they walk in and he's like oh i do i get enough of this during the week or whatever he says it's like dude shut up and then yeah you see like a bunch of other people who are presumably about their age like i said i cannot tell ages i would think 90s. maybe also college because like if it's a community Oh, yeah, like, I'm sure there are adults there, too. I just get the idea that, like, younger people would probably feel more comfortable going to the high school to do it versus, like, going to a church basement or, you know, any of these other places that you can have those meetings. Yeah. Um, But I I loved that they walk in and everyone's doing their introductions and Dylan just, like, goes right on in with it. And he's not embarrassed by it. Not at all. And he's not, you know, trying to make any big deal out of anything he's just like look this is me i have had problems with alcohol before and this is where i go and i really think because like in the previous episode one of the big i guess issues that i had was a scare tactic like we talked about with the whole assembly yeah with this it wasn't a scare tactic it was a realization that drinking could be a problem if yeah. you're not careful, but if you do find yourself in, with a problem or a dependency or whatever it may be, there are places you can go to get help. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to define you. It doesn't have to be your life. But if you have trouble, this is where I go because mm-hmm. I've had trouble. And this is how I deal with it, like you said. Yeah. And, I mean, like, he does have, I guess, a little bit of a scare tactic, if you even want to call it that, when he shows up at the peach pit and Brandon's like, oh, my parents were just relieved I didn't kill myself or something like that. And Dylan's like, you could have killed somebody else. Yeah. Which like, he's so right, though. He's absolutely right. I mean, he could have killed that guy. He nailed his car right in the driver's door. Exactly. It's like, yeah, he could have killed himself. But this other guy, he was probably just driving home from a late shift at work. He could have killed him. He could have had a family. Exactly. That, like, now don't have a dad or a husband. Like, and I don't know. I almost... Well, I don't almost. I think that is worse if 
you get in an accident like that and you kill someone and you're totally fine and you walk away and you have to live with the fact of like i killed him yep totally now totally unintended and not on purpose and whatever but that's kind of the point is that your actions have consequences yeah he made this decisions to do all of those things so he may not have like you know held up a gun or something but how much how different is this really exactly like he still killed someone yeah like there's a whole you know issue of intent but it's it's still there totally yeah so you know dylan comes to save the day again and truly like i mean because we've talked about how i've seen this before i forgot that he was an aa and like that he was an alcoholic which i i really liked that that came out after the was the last episode where brenda's like you don't drink do you and Mm -hmm. he's like only family family reunions reunions. which like i wonder if we'll ever get a um more backstory about that where like we see dylan being an alcoholic and having that unhealthy relationship with his parents i can't imagine we would just because that doesn't seem like that's the kind of show this is i will say we may not get a broader backstory with like more people in dylan's life but you do learn a little bit more about jack okay his dad yeah jack mckay mm-hmm. so that's coming well i look forward to it yeah all right kind of yeah sort of right <laughs> i do but i don't well because you'll have dylan so that's one side okay the other side is you know drama but anyway grading what would you put this at okay so we'll start at the C, bump it up to a B for Dylan. Um, I'm going to knock it down to a B minus for Cindy and Jim because they're still shitty parents, but they've been shittier. So improvement. Um, I'm going to go down a full letter grade for Steve plying people with drinks. Wow. But I'll bring it – I'm going to stop at a – I'm going to stop at a C plus. I'm not going to, like, do this whole back and forth and back and forth uh-huh. because, yeah, Steve sucks and Jim and Cindy suck and Brandon sucks. <laughs> but Brandon learns a little bit and Dylan's great and Brenda's great and Kelly's great and I'm just building the dossier on the silver psychopath. Love it. As long as I get more information – I'll listen to the episode. I'll so f- listen. I'll watch the episode. Well, I hope you listen too, because there's dialogue. <laughs> eh, sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, C plus. C plus. Okay. For me, I didn't hate the episode. Like I thought it was good. I didn't hate the episode, but nothing really stood out to me yeah. in this one. I. I will like it more, and I won't retroactively change my grade, but I will appreciate it more if it proves to be a turning point for Brandon's character. And yeah, he's like, not the golden boy. And Right. Because at the end of the episode, he does come home from the meeting, and Dad is sitting up waiting for him, and they're like, oh, we should talk. Yeah, So, exactly. like, I'm going to stick with my C+, but I'm hopeful. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, we've been used to that sit drama kind of thing where each episode is independent from the other. So maybe we'll start to see more of that. I mean, we're like midway about through season one. So it's like we probably should start establishing a little bit more plot. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying 
the first season of Degrassi Next Generation, you know, the season finale of season one was, like, a part of the next, like, six episodes. Hmm. So I'm just saying. Okay. And that was drugs at a party. Well, One Tree Hill moved really fast in season one, so maybe this is a happy medium. Well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Anyways, <laughs> letter grades. I will just give it a B minus. Okay. B minus because Brandon minus alcohol is better. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yep. Because overall, I, I was entertained by the episode. Like, I thought it was like, you got a lot of each character. It didn't feel too rushed. It didn't feel too slow. It brought some good, interesting, like, character flaw points, but also some character strength points for certain characters. So, I mean, yes, I agree with you that pretty much everyone sucks except Dylan, Brenda, kind of Kelly, that kind of stuff. So, you know, so I give it a solid, you know, B minus. Branded minus alcohol is better. I like it. Yep. I'll give it a C plus for Christy Brinkley plus Billy Joel. Which also, we forgot to mention, Christy Brinkley is married to Jerry Gary Larry Terry. Oh, I <laughs> forgot about in that. In Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Gary Larry Terry. Exactly. So that's also fun. Um, God, we are just full of fun facts. So fun. All right. Well, next week, we've got season one, episode 12. One man and a baby. Interesting. Very much so. Um, But yeah, make sure to give us a five-star rating. Give us a five-star review. We'll shout them out on the show. Because you've heard us do it. We'll do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BackToPodcast. Or you can email us. Please email us. uh, Hit us up with your feedback at BackToPodcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. All right, so speaking of reviews, we got some really awesome reviews on iTunes this week. Um, I'll read one of them. It's from MGE721, and it says, Love the OG 90210, so I'm really excited that I found this pod on Reddit. The hosts, Ariel and Caitlin, are great. Love their dynamic with a little heart emoji. Thank you so much, MGE721. A little heart emoji. (laughs) That was adorable. Okay. So another one we got is from Bearded Crest, and it says, I don't know these two hosts, but the podcast is hilarious to listen to and so engaging. Awesome content, two exclamation points. Oh, two. I know. Thank you, Bearded Crest. Thank you. And Hidden Smart says, so relatable. I am born in the 90s, so 90210 was a significant part of my life. It's really nostalgic to hear two ladies that I don't know share the same interest <laughs> and appreciation for a show that I really enjoyed. Their discussions and viewpoints are making me want to rewatch that show all over again. Keep up the great work. Thank Thanks, you. Thank you. Yeah, these are awesome reviews. So further um, proof that we will shout you out yeah, on the podcast. I would like to reiterate, you do not have to watch the show in order to enjoy us. No. Because we're adorable. We're adorable and engaging, as you may have heard. <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll, we'll tell you what happened, so don't, don't worry about it. And we're exactly. also so relatable. And, I mean, of course you can watch the show, by all means. If you want to, do it. You yeah, just don't have to. We're the spark notes of teen drama, so just, <laughs> just come to us. Yeah. All right, so I guess that's it. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Sounds like a plan. Alright. Okay. 
Bye. See ya.